This is chapter 4 of the Holy Quran verse, verse is 50, verse 58. In between people you judge with justice. Surely Allah admonishes you with what is excellent. Surely Allah is ever hearing, seeing. The next one is verse 8 of chapter 23. And who are these people? To whom you should turn over your trusts. And those who are keepers of their trusts and their covenants. The next one is chapter 21 verse 73. And then in this one, God says what He wants to see in the leaders. And we make them leaders who guided people by our command. And we reveal to them the doing of good and the keeping up of prayer and the giving of arms, and us alone they served. And then the last one is, verse, chapter 33, verse 67. <coughs> this is when those who follow these leaders, they are presented to Allah for judgment and they will ask and God will ask them why you did these things. They will say Rabbana <laughs> 
in the White House with his finger on the red button to launch nuclear missiles which would have destroyed the whole world. I said, what more argument do you need against democracy being a bad system? But I said, unfortunately, all the other systems are worse than democracy. But then, you see, people are responsible for this as well. Because Ronald Reagan didn't force his way into the White House. He was elected by people. But God says, when I appointed leaders, when I appointed Hazrat Isa Jesus Christ, as the leader of the Israelites, as my prophet, he didn't worry about what the rabbis said. He didn't worry about what the general population said. He said the right thing. He went into the synagogue in Jerusalem and he overturned the money lenders' tables. That this is a house of God and you've turned it into what? A marketplace? What are you doing here? Giving payday loans? How dare you? And of course, his popularity was affected. God had commanded him that he was to be the spiritual Messiah, not the physical Messiah of the Israelites. Spiritually, Israelites had moved away from the right path. And although the tradition said that the Messiah will enter Jerusalem, he entered it on a donkey, not on a white chariot. Why? To prove that his mission was a mission of humbleness, of spirituality, of preparing for the next world, not for this world. The Holy Prophet Muhammad. He was a businessman, or he was employed. His wife was an import-exporter. He was her manager. They were well off. So when he gave it all up, and he started to preach the truth that there is one God, that these are just stones that you worship, do you think his business wasn't affected? Look at Pakistan. Recently, I think yesterday or the day before on Facebook, I saw this advertisement. Anyone who buys a bottle of Shizan will go to hell. Those of you who don't know, Shizan is uh, a well-known soft drink that is sold throughout Pakistan. It was the first proper local soft drink that uh, was manufactured. And... The business is owned by a member of the Rebbe Jima. So there was this thing. Anyone who buys a bottle of Shizan will go to hell. Just take that as an, as an example. So what would it be like 1500 years ago in, in a much smaller community where the Holy Prophet Muhammad and Hazrat Khatija were trying to sell the goods that they had imported? Wouldn't they have been subjected to the same sort of uh, restrictions? Now, so if their business goes down, 
if he refused to buy anything, then surely they'll stop. But he was a leader. Unfortunately, the leaders that we elect are not leaders, they're actually followers. They want to please you and you and you. Why? Because they know in five years' time there's going to be another election. And they want to be elected again. And if possible, again. And if possible, again. Until people actually bodily and physically throw them out of the White House or the 10 Downing Street or whatever presidential palace uh, or house it is that, uh, that they live in. What was the only profit offered? He was offered wealth, he was offered power, he was offered women, he was threatened. That's what a leader is. And this is what God says. When I appoint a leader, I expect him to be fearless. I expect him to do the right thing. So God is saying, when you elect leaders, look for similar people. These are the people. If God, you see, God is setting an example. He is setting a standard or a measure. This is what a leader should be like. When there's a battle, where is the Holy Prophet now? He is in there fighting. When people are falling, he is one of the one, ones who is injured. He loses his teeth. He is struck by a sword so hard that his armor on his head is cracked and the sword almost penetrates his skull. But he doesn't sit behind in, in Medina or hide somewhere. Whether it's dangerous or whatever it is, the leader is leading, he is at the front. But Muslims are attacked by a huge army and they didn't have sufficient means to actually fight. And a trench had to be dug around Medina at Hazrat Salman Farsi's uh, suggestion. Where was the Holy Prophet? He was in there with the rest of them digging. And when people complained of hunger because food ran short in Medina and they lifted their shirts and they showed the Holy Prophet. People say they had a stone tied to, uh, to their stomach. It wasn't uh, a stone. What you do is if you feel too hungry, you take a, 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 some kind of a string and you tie a knot. And that stops you feeling pangs of hunger. And the Holy Prophet smiled and he lifted his shirt. He had a string, a rope round his waist that had two knots. So he was eating less than the whole community. This is what a leader is. When Hazrat Abu Bakr was elected the leader, that short khutbah is something that every president and prime minister, regardless of his religion or color or creed or country or nationality, should be made to read and taken oath to that. Hazrat Abu Bakr said, Oh people, you have elected me to lead you 
although I am not the best from among you. Look at the humbleness. Look at the humbleness. This is the man about whom God said, Allah is pleased with him. This is the man who when the need arose, gave up all his property, every single thing he had. And he said, a man doesn't need anything more in this life than the word of Allah and the command of his prophet. He is saying, I'm not the best of you. And what did he re require of the people? He said, if I ask you to do the right thing, then obey me. But if I ask you to do the wrong thing, then don't. Because what will happen? This is what the Quran says. The other verse I recited to you. On the day of judgment, when I ask them, why did they do this? They will say, he told me. He was the prime minister. He was the president. This one was the Khalifa. Punish him double. Because number one, he was doing the right, wrong thing. Number two, he was asking me to do the wrong thing. And Hazrat Abu Bakr asked people, if I ask you to do the wrong thing, what will you do? And people said, Abadu, a dweller of the desert, an ordinary man. We don't even know his name. He stood up and he picked up his spear and he said, if you, oh Abu Bakr, if you command us to do the wrong thing, I will come here and I will straighten you out with my own spear. Unfortunately, I guess in this day and, uh, day and age, if you say that, then you will be uh, immediately charged with terrorism and uh, then uh, uh, rendition will take place to Guantanamo Bay, where if you protest, you'll be force-fed uh, with tubes and things. But then, that's another story. But what I'm saying to you is the qualities that God expects in the leaders. Next week is the election. I hope all of you were looking at party political broadcasts. I hope all of you were actually judging and weighing what these leaders were saying. All of them have shortcomings. Conservative Party is the party that has allowed zero-hour contracts, meaning that poor people, if they make anyone angry, they neither have a job nor can they claim benefits. Under them, food banks have increased four times. Labour Party, have they ever apologised for the unjustified and criminal murder of hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of Muslims in Iraq and Afghanistan and Libya. Labour Party is directly responsible sorry, for the killings in these countries. Bombing of Libya the destruction of the order there is directly responsible for the current situation in the Mediterranean where people are drowning by the thousand 
in the sea because they're trying to flee from that country to Italy and uh, other places. Liberal Democrats, Van Vince Cable was a trade secretary whose department it was that not only allowed but perhaps even encouraged the zero-hour contracts. So perhaps in this election, you have the most difficult choice. I'm not going to say to you to vote for this one or that one. That is a matter for you. But what I am saying to you is this, and I say this to everyone all the time. When we say that the Quran is not just for the mosque, when we say that Quran is not just for our five daily prayers, what we mean is that in whatever step we are going to take in our practical everyday lives, there is an instruction in the in the Holy Quran. We only have to look for it. And the Holy Quran tells us, the God says, these are the people that I appoint as leaders. And the Holy Quran tells us what to look for in the people that we vote for. We are Muslims, but we are British Muslims. We are not Pakistani Muslims. We are not Moroccan Muslims. We are not Turkish Muslims who are resident here. We are British Muslims. So as such, it is our duty to play a full and active role in the political and social life of this country. Because that is the only way that we will make progress in the Western countries. If you don't take part in elections, if, whether they are parliamentary or whether they are local, then we cannot complain when there is no one in higher echelons of the government to listen to what we have to say. But look in the Quran and see what instructions it gives you about how to elect your leaders. It is for you as a big choice, particularly uh, uh, with the uh, advent of all the minority parties, UKIP, Green Party, Welsh Party, SNP, apart from the three major parties. But don't look at the label. Don't look at the party. I'm going to vote for the Labour Party. The person you're going to vote for he is an individual in your area. So apply this verse of the Holy Quran to him. Allah commands you to make over trusts to those worthy of them. So that when they judge between you, they do it with justice. And then God gives examples of the kind of leaders he appoints. And then God warns the leaders themselves that if you do wrong things, then in the hereafter, your punishment will be double that of the people that you lead astray. So, I suppose election, I think, is next Thursday. So, 
as this was going to be my last khutbah before the elections, I thought I'll draw your attention to these verses of the, uh, of the Holy Quran and also disagree with some things that some Muslims say that we should segregate ourselves from the life of this country, whether political or social. We shouldn't take part in the life of, of uh, this country. And if we do that, that will somehow make us holy. No, it won't make you holy. It will simply make you irrelevant to the political process and social process in this country. Hazrat gave a wonderful example which I related here many times. He says a man lives in a jungle for 20 years and then he comes out and he says for 20 years I've never told a lie. Well you never had an occasion to tell a lie for 20 years. You are holy when you live in a community. You're required to tell the truth and by telling the truth you're somehow going to damage your financial or other interests in this world. It's then that the truth you speak matters and makes you holy. So if you cut yourself off from this country's political process, then don't complain when you treat it as an irrelevance and your interests are not looked after.